Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Geek Town Radio. I'm Dave Elliott and with me this week is Chris Brown. Hello. Hey, you your full name as well. Hello, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> From Polaroids and Polar Bears, we should plug your other site because oh. we don't do that very often. Oh, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> I'll put the podcast on my website, so it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, Yes, so how are you? What have you been up to? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, um, mental, a couple of weeks at work and family things as always. Um, yes. So I've been off for, uh, well, off, off, the, off the podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, yes. But um, yeah, usual stuff. So I'm just finishing off the third edition of, or well, the third novel uh, in the Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children series. It came out on last Wednesday, and I'm almost finished it already. I love <laughs> wow. the series of books. It's fantastic. It's the final one, but it has been turned into a film, and Tim Burton's directing it. Um, so quite excited about that. Um, <laughs> usual Elder Scrolls nonsense, playing on... Yes. Post- on with that and finding it a lot more difficult than it was since the update like oh, really? it's got a lot more difficult like yeah it's just more difficult <laughs> um, and quite a few people have been saying that so I don't know whether they've sort of um, debugged a couple of the characters and their skills and stuff like that so, um, so yeah trying to get back into that um, and obviously and we will come on to that in a bit EGX as well but I know that's yes. a big part well yeah part of today's show so yeah yes. what have you been up to? Um, it's yeah mad at work um, although it has slightly calmed down today so there's uh, so there's that which has been good. Uh, other than that, um, TV wise, I'm trying to think what I've been watching TV wise. Uh, uh, oh, last episode of the Last Ship uh, I watched last night, which was uh, that's good. I quite enjoyed that show. It's it they, they seem to do very well in in rounding that series up at the end of um, each season. I think I think it's one of those things where they're, they're hedging their bets. If they get cancelled, yeah. it, it kind of has managed to pull everything together. Um, if not, they've they had a little coda scene right at the very end, <laughs> which which kind of just leads them on to the next thing. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I'm I think that's probably coming back for another season. But uh, it's uh, that was that was really good fun. I enjoyed that. Um, what else have I watched this week? Um, Graham Norton being back. I do like that yeah. as a chat show. It's good fun that. Um, Doctor Who, of course. Uh, uh, which, uh, yes, that's come back since since you were last on the show. Um, How are you finding so, it? I've, I've not watched any of the latest Doctor, or the latest Doctor Peter Capaldi. Is that you? Yes, Peter yeah. Capaldi. I've not. I've not um, watched any of. 
of him. And he's got nothing against him, just... I yeah, not look around to it. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually really enjoying it. The, I thought it, there were a couple of really strong episodes. They're quite dark. Um, yeah, and you know, scary in places. I mean, you know, certainly for for younger um, audience, I think they they could be quite creepy. He, he the opening episode has uh, a kid um, stuck in a, a field. Uh, rather than landmines, he's surrounded by hand mines, which are, are are hands that come up out the ground and grab your feet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That is a little bit. Which, which yeah. is a bit, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of Stephen Moffat's um, wonderfully creepy you know, inventions for, yeah. for the show. I, I really like that as a, as a, you know, one of his nice little sort of, like the angels and, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I really like that as a sort of creepy invention. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those things where I think if you're not a fan of the show already and know some of the history. Yeah. It's probably not the best couple of episodes to try and leap in on because there's okay. a lot of, of stuff to do with um, Daleks and, um, you know, how the Daleks were, were created and they bring Missy back for for um, the opening couple of episodes who is the female incarnation of the Master. Mm. Um, so there's... And, and, I mean, she's a fabulous character as well. Uh, she's really good. It's it's going to be interesting to see how long Clara lasts um, this time around because we know she's going, but yeah. um, but uh, we don't know exactly when. And I don't know whether she's going to last the entire season or or whether she will disappear halfway through. So I don't know. It would be interesting if she disappears halfway through and another companion pops up and we've kind of you know they've kept it under wraps would be quite good. But yeah. I I don't think that's the case. So I don't know. But uh, but looking mm. forward to seeing more of it. It's, it's been good so far. I think it's been quite strong. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate the audience... I mean, it, it's competing against Rugby World Cup as well. Yeah. Which doesn't, um, but uh, the consolidated figures put another sort of two million-ish onto, uh, onto it. So, um, you know, it, it ended up being almost seven million um, after, after they took into the account all the iPlayer stuff, which yeah. isn't too bad, you know, because um, it had been the lowest premiere episode of, like, um, any Doctor Who season so yeah. far. So, um, but, but as we said, we talked about last week when Adam was on, that, you know, the, the consolidated figures were going to push that up, and they yeah. have, to, you know, back up to a more sensible level. So, um, so yeah, that's that's been quite good. Uh don't think what else I've watched. Have um, you watched, uh, talking of BBC and iPlayer, have you watched any of season three of Orphan Black? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I, had, I had quite a surprise because I, I, was, I was watching, um, they put a little trailer thing yeah. on, a sort of catch-up thing. Um, so I thought, oh, well, just refresh my memory. And watched them through that thinking, there's some scenes in there I don't recognise. So I went back and checked my Amazon account and I'd actually got a couple of episodes <laughs> left, which I hadn't noticed. Oh, no. um, <laughs> So I was like, thankfully, it didn't give too much away. Um, so I went back and watched those, and I've watched the first couple of episodes of of the uh, new season as well. It's good. So uh, yeah, it is good. It's a great show, and she's phenomenal. She is. Um, I mean, I, thank you very much for getting me into that because I'd, I'd what I think I'd looked at it and gone, and then I know you said it's fantastic. So thank yeah. you for that. And she's. To, to play that many characters, and then also she's playing characters that are pretending to be her original 
character. <laughs> that, that's when it gets confusing, and it's just like, oh, she, she is, she is amazing. Yeah. She's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you had a point in this season, or was it the end of last season? I can't remember. They, they kind of blurred into one now, but where you had... Um, her playing one of the other clones while one of the other clones was pretending to be her as well. Yes, yeah. That is. <laughs> that's like this message you had. So she's having to do somebody else pretending to do her accent. Yeah. Um, an American pretending to do the British accent um, when she's British and having to pretend to do the American accent pretending to do the British yeah. accent. Oh, uh, talking about this because I, I just want to know her name. Um, I don't know whether this is like off, off the press an hour ago. They've already started filming season four. Oh, have they? Yeah, uh-huh. literally an hour ago on the Orphan Black Twitter, I think. Um, yeah, they've started filming season four, which is amazing. Brilliant. Good, good, good. Looking forward to that. Oh, speaking of things, the other thing that started filming today um, was um, Red Dwarf, finally. Uh, Red Dwarf has started filming today. I, I spotted that on um, on one of the uh, Twitter feeds and one of the guys. So, uh, so yes, that's quite good. Red Dwarf passed me by. I never really... I just can't get into that sort of humour, that sort of Red Dwarf, Blackadder, Monty Python. It's just... Mm, I... I've kind of grown up with that show, yeah. you know, since I was very little, and I watched it since the very first episode. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just quite a fan of that because it's it's like discovering old friends, and yeah. it's it's one of those things that went through a fairly rough patch in the middle. Um, but I thought the series when they brought it back on Dave, um, not that awful back to earth thing, which wasn't very good at all. But the the actual series when they brought it back, I thought was was back to being far better than it had been you know yeah. uh, previously for a number of seasons before then so so yeah i'm i'm quite looking forward to that being back uh yeah and and the other thing we've both done this week is egx yes. so we should probably uh, talk a bit about that um <laughs> yeah uh so egx for those that don't know is a big gaming expo in uh, birmingham i think it's it's the country's they reckon it's the country's largest gaming expo mm. i think so lots and lots of people um represented there we got in fairly early on saturday and um yeah the first place we tried going to was the it was ubisoft wasn't it yeah 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 that ubisoft line because we thought oh well we'll go over and 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 see if we can get in the queue for um what were the two things it was the assassin's, assassin's creed. creed and the tom clancy the division yes yeah the other thing was the, the division was the actual queue we were in. And um, just horrendously organised. You know, we stood there for about 20 minutes and nothing moved. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, so we got to see some of the Assassin's Creed stuff because that was playing on people. We could watch people playing that on screen. You weren't good. allowed to take pictures or film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's out in a month, you know. <laughs> just slightly worrying because somebody found a bug in it while we were watching. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and that's probably why we couldn't take photos or videos. <laughs> yes, that was a little disconcerting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I do hope that's not another car crash like the last one was. Um, hopefully, it's, they, they get all the bugs out of it. But, um, yeah, we did we did definitely, most definitely see somebody um, get very stuck yeah. when, when we were there, and they had to restart it, which is never good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it didn't get to see any of the division, although it, it basically looked like a glorified tutor from what we could see. Uh, so didn't get that, any hands-on time with that. What else did we see? We did see the, that video for uh, Deus Ex. Yes, um, which I now know how to pronounce because for the past 10 years I've been calling it Juice X, which is completely <laughs> wrong. So now I know how to properly pronounce the game's title. Um, yes. It looked fantastic. Um, yeah, it I, did look amazing. It, it, was, it follows on from the last one. Um, um, doesn't it? I mean, there's a lot more enhancements and abilities. Um, yes. It just looks stunning. It really, really does. And then he said, and this isn't the final version as well. They've still got more tying up to do. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it will be yeah, looking forward to that because it's, it's next it next year. Yes, uh, yeah, so next yeah. year, February, something like that. that yeah. uh, Mankind Divided, that's cool. It's basically set in... Uh, slightly further on, a few years on from the previous one, and the the enhanced people are, are sort of now being segregated out from the normal non-enhanced population was the, the sort of basic um, starting premise for it. But uh, the amount of detail that you see him opening up in a train station and you see them walking through, and just the amount of detail in the background characters and yeah. sort of some people being harassed by guards and people dropping their bags and, you know... Um, um, just, just fantastic. Really, really nicely put yeah. together. And then the gone. Like I said, one of the biggest things they changed about. Well, they not changed. They were saying that they've not altered the fight style. It's still the same sort of fight style. Although there's new enhancements and weapons, including a, a blade, which you can shoot at and stuff. But the thing yeah. that I found really interesting is that you can go through the entire game without killing a single person. So you, yeah. you couldn't do that in uh, Human Revolution because you had to kill certain bosses. And yeah. apparently people complained about that because they didn't want to kill the bosses. Um, yeah. But with the new one, you can actually, with uh, Mankind Divided, you can get through without killing a single person. Personally, yeah. I think that would be boring because I like killing stuff. But <laughs> actually, I bet that's one hell of a challenge to try and sneak through and just stun everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they did say, and it's and and it, it actually um, sounds like you can get through the. They, they have what they call social boss battles, um, and it sounds like you can get through the boss battle without actually you know raising a, a finger. You can do it through the conversation system if you get the right sort of selections through that, and you can talk them down or talk them into your way of thinking. That seemed to be what they were saying, which is kind of interesting because the boss battles, if you're into that sort of thing are fine but having them forced on you I think is a bit yeah. you know it's kind of lazy uh, so it's interesting they found a way around that what they've also said though as well going completely the opposite direction is if you are the type of person that just wants to go running in and blow everybody up um, a lot of people have complained that they felt penalised for not being able to do do that for not yeah. taking the stealth route and they've improved that and improved the combat as well so as well the, as well as the stealth stuff being great if you decide that you want to go through and just blow everything to pieces um there is uh, more of they've improved the way the weapons work yeah. uh, so it's a lot easier to do that the environments are now much more destructive so if people shoot at you and you're in cover the cover will disappear um it was that was it was really nicely done and yeah. put together. I thought it's because they've not reinvented the game, which a lot of developers do now. You come yeah. to play the sequel, and it's a completely different game. They've just they've just enhanced it. They've kept everything 
you we loved about Human Revolution, and then just yeah. added to it. They do, from what it looks like, they hadn't taken anything away. I mean, hacking's back, and they actually yeah. don't need to be near a computer. If you get the right enhancements, you can, you know. Yeah, you can remote hack. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of. I'm very excited about that, and I got my bobblehead out today, so he's on my <laughs> desk. Uh, at work, my Jensen yes. bobblehead at work. <laughs> yes, they were, they were giving away um, for those people that went in. If you answered questions, just to check whether you've been listening properly. If you answered uh, some questions about the film afterwards, they were uh, they were giving away bobbleheads to people. <laughs> so, and me and Chris managed to get questions right each. So, so we both got questions. The, the right first two questions. <laughs> yes, first two questions out. We were like, no, we want one. We want one. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that was very cool. So we both got one of those each, which is very cool. That's sat on my shelf at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there was that. Uh, there was oh, <laughs> there was that giant um, Tie Fighter that they got there for Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. It didn't get a hands on Star Wars Battlefront because, <laughs> not unsurprisingly, there were massive keys yeah. for it. Um, but uh, but yes, in terms of the set, there was they, they had basically landed a full size Tie Fighter yeah. in the middle of the room, <laughs> which was was all kinds of awesome. Um, the the Assassin's Creed area was quite nicely done as well. Um, it was, yeah, it, I'd really like the set. It was sort of like um, the inside of you know, like a big bend, like a, a, a clock tower. Uh, yeah, with the, with the clock face and stuff, and the and carts like market carts and stuff yeah, like it was that. sort of a market scene outside. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was really nice. Um, there was. Um, uh, oh yeah, there was there was that little indie game I was sat playing as well um, called Giant Cop, which which is brilliant. It was it's very very early alpha. It's the first time they'd actually taken it out of the studio to show people, um, and it's this, this tiny little independent game. And um, you, it's set in the the sixties, and it's got this really kind of interesting art style and uh, you you play a giant cop and it's basically a kind of god game and you kind of go around picking up criminals and throwing them into the prison mm. <laughs> um, and uh, you know people walking along the street j- drunk and stuff and you can kind of lock them up that that was quite good fun I quite enjoyed playing that it, I was, did, it I was, did look quite good um, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of that I thought that was quite good fun Elite Dangerous as well got talking to one of the guys there which is Elite uh, for those of you who are too young to understand the original Elite, was <laughs> yes, because you did ask. Yeah, Elite. Uh, it was a a classic. It is a classic game from the sort of early Spectrum and Commodore sixty four and BBC B. It was basically on all those really old um, original computers, and um, it was all done with kind of line art and stuff. But it had this massive. Uh, world where you could fly these ships and you could kind of had a trading system where you fly to various space stations and you could trade goods and make money that way. You could work as a smuggler to smuggle illegal goods. You could become a bounty hunter and go in and hunt down pirates or become a pirate yourself. And all that stuff is is in Elite Dangerous. And uh, I've had a copy of the game for a while and I keep mm-hmm. on forgetting I had it because uh, it's I, I play everything through Steam on the computer. Um, and and uh, I, it wasn't on Steam. It is released on Steam, but it wasn't when I first got it because I, I think I funded it via Kickstarter. They ran a Kickstarter campaign. So I keep on forgetting it's there. But talking to the guy, he actually says, if you bought it that way, you can get a, a Steam code. So I installed the Steam code um, and then went out and bought a joystick because <laughs> it works much better when you've got a yeah. joystick and full throttle control. And I haven't had one of those for a while. So... 
and I'd, I'd spotted them in um, Maplin recently for a fairly reasonable price. So I mm. went to the ball. Uh, and I've been playing that for the uh, sort of most of the weekend since we got back, or most of yesterday <laughs> since we got so yes, that uh, and the other the other game, which was recently actually the reason we ended up there in the first place was yeah. Knockdown, um, which had a fabulous, uh, uh, incredible stand yeah. there. Uh, it's a kind of little stand set up like a, a mini kind of set of prison cells where you could go into each of the cells and they played um, played the, the games on computers they had set up in there and they got the photo thing which I posted that on the website there was a photo of me and Chris um, getting sized up with a, with a, a kind of uh, they would have been arrested in front of like the, the height board <laughs> um, so yes that was that was very cool and the um, uh, and they got an electric chair which we didn't try out but they got an electric chair around the corner yeah. I mean, um, they, they really. I mean, considering it was, considering some of the massive games you got there, uh, yeah. that was probably the best stand an area for games. I mean, they really got people involved, and it just yeah. looked great. I mean, it was only a small queue when they got the cells, but they'd really put some time and effort into it. And they're not, yeah. you know what I mean? They're not just presumed people would come over like some of the bigger, like the bigger games. But um, yeah, it was a really yeah. cool area. That was. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great fun. The two guys, um, we have an interview with with the two guys coming up later on, um, and. Uh, they were great fun to talk to. They really seemed to care about the community. I mean, the, the game's been in alpha for three years, I think it was, and um, they've run that alpha compa- campaign perfectly because one of the criticisms of uh, the Steam Greenlight stuff uh, and the early access stuff that they run is quite often things don't get updated and you know you can go for months and months without hearing anything from the developer and they don't like update the game and don't do anything um, religiously certainly for the last sort of year 18 months they've released every month they've released an alpha video um, with new content new stuff um, going in improvements to the game they've they've done a couple of months where they've just done pure bug fix things but quite often every single month they've been adding new content to that yeah. game and improving it and polishing it and making it much better they're releasing um 6th of october i think is the i think it's the official release date so it's coming out properly next month as version one but they're not finishing updating it they're going to carry on updating it for the, at least the next 12 months yeah. possibly beyond that you know and um we talked to them a bit about that um but uh, yeah, I, I've been so massively impressed with with the way that they've handled themselves and the way that they've handled that game. Um, uh, Intervin being absolutely superb with with the way that's run. So um, and uh, yes, if if you don't know anything about that game, Prison Architect is basically a a game where you build prisons. Um, you know, it's it's one of these sort of I would yeah theme hospital or something like that is probably the the sort of thing I'd I, you know, but it's it's that sort of game where yeah. you, you take control of a prison and you you build it and uh, you know your your job is to look after the prisoners and make yeah. sure that each that the place is run properly. Um, it's all done from a top down perspective with these kind of really cute sort of graphics to it. Uh, which is, is they, they do say, is a way of sort of softening the blow of, of what you're actually doing. <laughs> well, it's, it's quite grim, isn't it? I mean, some of the stuff you yeah. do, and, and they, they even went to, um, they went to Alcatraz, didn't they? And, and yeah, well, that's where, that's, 
that's where the inspiration came from was uh, Chris the uh, was the main developer of it yeah. actually came back from Alcatraz having sketched down this this original sort of drawing of what the game could be yeah. uh, and it, that, that original drawing is not hugely dissimilar to what the, the final thing ended up being <laughs> which is very cool as I say we, we've got an interview coming up with those guys it's a fantastic really good interview I really enjoyed talking to them so um, so we'll come on to that later uh, is there anything else for me Jax I think that was I think to be honest I think that was that was mostly it wasn't it I mean much yeah, better I mean, than Comet I've much preferred EGX to, to Comic Con you could move around a lot more because I think a lot yeah. of people stood in queues. <laughs> I mean, what, at one point, I think the queue for battle for um, the Battle Star Wars Battlefront was was over three hours long. They got a point yeah. that said, you know, it's past three hours, and people have paid a lot of money standing the queue to play a game for fifteen minutes. So was, yeah, um, yeah. I just that that that. that. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, and it was it was good fun to go wandering around, but there, there was an awful lot of queuing if you wanted to get actually get your hands on the games. I mean, we were quite happy just kind of watching stuff and the videos and just being there and, you know, going around and, and talking to the indie guys as well, who were, who were always really good. Um, the one thing was but, that Fallout didn't have a presence there. I know there was, well, there was a stuff where you could have your photo taken, but... Yeah, Fallout 4 had a, it, it didn't, you would have expected it to be, you know, considering the size of the Ubisoft area where they were running, um, you know, the uh, uh, Assassin's Creed and the Division and, and all that stuff. Um, uh, you know, uh, you, Fallout is an enormous game for Bethesda and you would have thought that they would have had a similar enormous size stand for yeah. Bethesda. But I, there was nothing there for them. There were, I mean, th- that little bit that was Fallout was attached to the Microsoft stand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I expected, you know, a lot more of, of that to be there. I don't know whether they're even actually running it. I know they had the uh, the giant Pip-Boy model and they were giving out the masks. Yeah. The masks, by the way, um, unfortunately they've run out when we got there, but the uh, the masks are retailing apparently online if you go onto eBay for 40 quid each. Bloody hell. <laughs> so uh, I saw somebody uh, post that earlier. Yeah, outrageous amount of money. But yeah, because the problem is you can only get them by going to shows, apparently. Yeah. So. Oh, right. um, we just missed those. Eh? We we got yeah. our um, Adam Jensen bobbleheads. So, yes, and I got, got, got my Diablo pop figure. So I'm quite pleased yes. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. Yes, that was EGX this year for us. Let's go on and do some film and TV news because we have got some of that coming up as well. Film and TV news. The first story we've got coming up is Bruno Heller, who is the uh, one of the main guys behind Gotham, has confirmed that the Court of Owls um, will be appearing in in uh, Gotham this season. As you probably know, if you've seen any of the videos and stuff for Gotham, they have ramped up villains quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, time out. Are you aware of the Court of Owls stuff? I know. I know briefly. I know bits and pieces though. Nothing much though. Yeah. So Court of Owls are, are this this group that have been around Gotham for, you know, many, many, many years um, and have been sort of underground and are are this sort of cabal that have been secretly running Gotham. And it's quite interesting they've decided to put it into the show because the book does refer, or the books refer to the fact that Bruce, when he was the sort of age that Bruce is in the show, did investigate the Court of Owls and didn't actually find anything. Yeah. at the time, and then 
when he becomes Batman, they reappear and uh, and sort of all hell breaks loose. So it's quite a good thing for them to have actually added in. It's quite appropriate, I would have thought. Mm. Um, and there's there's a lot of of other stuff. Uh, they, they basically this season, I think they've they've taken on board what a lot of people have said in that they want to see more of the genesis of the villains and stuff and they want to see more villains they know so there's there's various kind of versions of joker i think are appearing um or possibilities for for versions of joker there's more penguin um because he's amazing uh uh, so there's going to be more of that um they've got other villains turning up as well so i'm really looking forward to that coming back it should be really good i still um, i think about halfway through season one um, okay. So I started watching it on Netflix. I think mm. I've started to get into it. Um, yeah, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a little bit of time to build into it. It's one of those things that I think the second season is going to be much stronger than the first. It's one of those sort yeah. of shows, it, you know, that they, they needed to figure some stuff out in the first season. So I, I, I think the second season could be uh, could be quite spectacular. Yeah. So I'm. I'm looking forward to, to that appearing. Next up, uh, there's, there's a couple of new TV series that have been announced. Um, Jack Ryan uh, of of Hunt for Red October and Clear and Present Danger and and those various other movies, he's getting a TV series <laughs> apparently. So I think the last person to do it was Chris Pine, uh, where they tried to do a, another big screen version which didn't particularly go down very yeah. well. There are now reports that they are trying to bring it to TV as as a weekly show. It's not going to be a direct adaptation of the novels, but uh, they're using them more as blueprints um, for a contemporary story about a young CIA agent or an analyst. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no no clue yet onto who's likely to take over the role because uh, it's been played by Chris Pine, Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, so pretty much everybody had a go to do. It was kind of their version of Bond at one point. It's like everybody went through. So I'm don't know. Uh, I mean, I know it's not an original show, but it's uh, yeah. it's it's could work. I think it could just turn into another procedural cop show, of course. But yeah. um, but. We'll see. So there's that, and also the A Team is getting a remake. Apparently, God, why can't they just leave things alone? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I suspect I haven't seen the A Team in a long time, but I suspect it's aged rather badly. <laughs> yeah, but it's just one of those classic. It's just a classic, isn't it? And well, it is. Ugh. It is. I know. Um, I, I'm. I, I'd be very interested to see you if you have the the same things of of uh, people being shot with machine guns, then sort of getting it, or the cars rolling over, and you always that was always the thing is the car used to crash, roll over, and they'd always have to cut back to to a shot of the two people getting out and dusting <laughs> themselves off just to show that nobody died. That's eighties TV. That yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be uh, a new show. They're going to be American special forces rather than commandos. It's probably not going to be an all male squad. The chances are that it's going to be a male and female squad this time round. But the premise being the same in that they're a group that have been framed for a crime they didn't commit, so set out to clear their name by uncovering the black ops conspiracy that had set them up in the first place. Along the way, they end up using their skills to help people in need which was 
basically the kind of weekly premise of the original TV show. So um, described as a fun episodic mission of the week show. Um, I mean, you know, I I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the premise. I think it could be quite a fun show. Mm. You know, they remade Hawaii Five-0 and that that would have been seen to that generation as a classic show. And I think they've done quite a good job with that. So, you know, I I think it's just because it's it's something from our childhood, not our parents' childhood. No, but... You know what my views on remakes are. I mean, <laughs> they've just announced um, they're remaking The Exorcist, um, and it's just oh, just, just, just that's a horrible idea. Oh. And weren't they remaking uh, one of the other major horrors? I can't remember. It was Friday Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm uh-huh. Street. I think it might be Friday Thirteenth, or is it Halloween? Yeah, I, think... oh, I don't know. But anyway, they just need to stop. Just leave leave classics alone. Stop remaking them. To come up with new things. <laughs> to be fair, though, Nightmare on Elm Street, they tried remaking that a few years ago, and that didn't go down particularly well. And, you know... Are you referring to Freddy vs. Jason? Because that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, didn't they do one... They've done one since then with... Uh, it was the guy that played... Um, I can't think of his name. I think he's Jack something. The, the guy that played Rorschach in the um, uh, Watchmen movie took over the role as Freddy. Okay. Um, oh, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah, and it, 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 see, it's, it, it made such a little impact on you that you didn't even remember the fact that it was made. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, um, I, I, I think, yeah, some things should be left alone. But you see, uh, with The Exorcist, to me, The Exorcist is still quite a scary film, you know, and it still stands up even today, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if you're remaking something that you could maybe do better and stuff, maybe, but, uh, you know, um, or that has aged badly, but not The Exorcist. Yeah, I think that's I think really it's, it's not, I mean, it's not really aged, has it? I mean, like, in terms of special effects, I mean, you know, she floats and she throws up and, and just things to cross. Um, you don't need CGI or anything for for that. Yeah. Um, no, CG would ruin that. The fact yeah. that they're all practical effects is sort of what makes it so brilliant. Uh, we'll see. So, yeah, we'll see. So I think that's it for the news for this week. Um, next up, we have the interview. So as I mentioned earlier, the interview this week is with uh, Chris DeLay and Mark Morris, who are the director, lead designer and developer, that's Chris, and the director and producer from Introversion, who are the people that make Prison Architect, which is the game we were talking about earlier. Um, We got to talk to them at EGX. It was a really fun interview. The first voice you'll hear and the main voice you'll hear initially is uh, Chris, um, and you'll hear Mark kind of chipping in later. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On, but it's about 20 minutes or so, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. We'll see you afterwards with some air dates. <laughs> Very nice to talk to, the, to both of you because uh, I have been a huge fan of of the game for a very very long time. Um, so, 
I think the first question should be what what inspired you to make a game about prisons in the first place? Uh, it's a good question. Um, it's a combination of things, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive Dwarf Fortress geek. And I love Dwarf Fortress. <sighs> yes. And I love Dungeon Keeper and Theme Hospital. You know, that, that was one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Um, past tense, because I think it kind of went away for a while. I don't know what happened. Bullfrog yeah. just kind of vanished and no one really took it up. Um, um, and I'd kind of... I kind of always wanted to do something like that that's like a really nice system-driven game, yeah. you know? Um, but it was actually when I was on holiday in California and I was going around Alcatraz and, and um, touring around Alcatraz and they've got this great um, sort of audio book that they give you that you've got headphones on and stuff, you know? And you hear all these stories narrated from prisoners who'd yeah. stayed at Alcatraz and guards who'd worked there, you know? talking about like the day when the US Marines stormed the place or the day when uh, you know the the warden got shanked and stuff like that and this is great stories really 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 atmospheric and stuff you know and and that was it and that was the that was it the two things combined and I, and I just kind of thought this is the perfect theme for for that kind of game you know for a building game you're going to build and construct and it's going to be on a grid so it's going to be really clear that what, what you're building but then when the prisoners arrive it's going to be like this huge moral conundrum you know because there's going to be all these prisoners the enemy army you know they're going to be in your base yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be like you build an army and attack the enemy or anything like that yeah. um, I just thought this is brilliant and, and I could see it right then how you were going to lay out all the pipes and, and, and draw all the walls and everything you know yeah. I mean I know you can't record this but I can show you actually that's the picture I took from Alcatraz oh wow yeah, yeah. this is um, doing his best radio now yeah yeah <laughs> here, here your listeners can see right. and that is a sketch from what I drew straight after about how the game would play out yeah that, that's that's pretty much it that isn't is, it really that yeah. is prison architect right there yeah no absolutely <laughs> crazy um yeah what what really influenced the art style because it's it's kind of a fairly unique you know simple but um we wanted it to be we wanted it to be really clean we wanted it to be really understandable you know so you could it's going to be a lot going on but you wanted to be able to look at it and understand straight away what you were looking at like whether it was a building or people doing stuff um and it's you know it's credit to ryan sumo our artist he came up with the art style for the game which is this wonderfully crisp clear cartoonish art style that makes the theme of prison palatable you know <laughs> yes and it, and it, and it oh, but it also it's slightly more uh, insidious and subversive than that because it it lulls you in yeah, and in that yeah. you think you're playing something much more cutesy, cutesy yeah. yeah and softer in tone than what you're actually playing and then when you start seeing things happening in your prison you realize it's not actually <laughs> all the horrible things that can happen in prisons do uh, yeah. in prison architect it's just that we present it in a way that isn't horrific you know and I think you know it, it's 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 the best art style it could have been it's really clear and also that that grid style really suits that kind of construction as well yeah um, because it's just when you're building it's so clear what you're building you know yeah so you've been in alpha for how long now three years three years um but i mean most people that i that i've spoken to that know the game have said it's been phenomenal yeah. Alpha. Um, ju- just because, I mean, most games when you when you're developing them, you know, you, things will go quiet for a while, and you've just been constantly, up, you know, the monthly updates and the monthly update videos have been brilliant. Um, you're now going to version one. You've added a few new things for the um, right. for this final uh, version. Um, so scenarios in the first one, which you, we've had a hint of before, because there was always one scenario in the in the beginning. Um, we've added more of those. Um, are you planning on on building on that um, as you move forward? Because I know you said you want to carry on developing the game 
We do want to carry on developing the game, yeah. I mean, it's, we call it campaign mode. It's essentially um, it's a series of story-driven uh, levels in which the player arrives at a prison in a certain state and has some objectives, but there's a story. I don't actually want to spoil the story at all. Yeah. Um, the first, the introduction from the sandbox um, with Edward and Deathrow and all of that, yeah. that's the first chapter in the story. Yeah. And so the chapters are intertwined um, a little bit and yeah. uh, some there's some recurring characters. Um, we try and tackle it because it's quite easy it's quite easy to just forget that because um, it's, it's a sandbox game because there's hundreds of prisoners everywhere you often don't, don't think about them on an individual level no, you know? no but, yeah but every every film and stuff every TV show about prisons has always has always dealt with individual prisoners and individual guards and really interesting characters you know, like a teabag in prison break and stuff <laughs> yeah. you know like that really fascinating dubious people you yeah. know and they're just very watchable and so we try to do that um to bring you into the world of prisons because it's quite an unusual theme for video games yeah and um but it's also it's also to help you learn right? the sandbox itself is is difficult it's complex you know yeah, yeah. um so that there's a there's a tutorial element wo- woven into those those five chapters as well yeah. uh, i played through the first three so far oh, and great. Uh, on press key. yes yes oh, wow. on the press well, key. So, you're probably um, further ahead than me. <laughs> Oh, really? Um, yeah, they, they've been really good. I, I'm loving the, the kind of story and the way it's kind of integrated together. That's quite good. I was playing around. You've got another mode as well, which is the, the escape mode. That's right. In as well, um, which is, is a really interesting idea. So do you want to explain a bit about that? Yes. Um, it came from, it came from in one of our alpha videos, I can't remember which one, we put failure conditions into the game. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you cocked up so much, sorry, <laughs> if you messed up so much um, that you had too many deaths in one day, you would be charged with criminal negligence or corporate manslaughter. Yeah, was, and you would arrive at your own prison. It was like a joke. I kind of put it in at the end of the month. You know, yeah. it was like a joke. You would just roll up in a bus and you'd be in your own prison with handcuffs on. Yeah, and it was like, you know, try better next time. Yeah. But in the back of our minds, it was like this could be really cool. You know, it was like maybe we should expand on this and make it so that you can steal things. And, and you know, <laughs> and so we did. And so we, in the background, we've been working on it now for about six months. Um, you know, you can do everything your prisoners can do you can steal weapons you can dig escape tunnels you can start fights you can recruit other prisoners to form a little posse and, yeah. and go around as a group um, and you know and it's um, it's really good fun and it's the whole game is just tipped on its head yeah. because all that simulation work that we did all that depth is there in escape mode yeah. but now you're the prisoner you know yeah um, and our community ever since we opened up the Steam Workshop have made like 12,000 prisons you know and put them on the Steam Workshop yeah so you can escape from any one of them if you want to or anyone that you've built you can even you can even pick a random Steam Workshop prison yeah. to escape from so you have no idea what you're going to see <laughs> you don't see a screenshot you don't see a map you just arrive at the front door yeah and you know there's armed guards everywhere <laughs> yeah I had a, had a bit of a play around with that last night intentionally making a prison that I knew would be fairly easy to escape out of just to see whether it was possible right. um, and that was that was quite good fun I managed to I managed to get out in the, out in a day so yes yeah but so that was good fun um so as i say before i took a couple of questions from people on reddit as yeah. well uh, just because i knew they probably have things they wanted to ask you All right, yeah. um so uh first one was from blue white concrete uh, i've never used mods after nearly 500 hours i thought 180 was quite good for 500 hours um i'm incredibly happy with the game quality you guys have provided could you please just add a simple decorative potted plant <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was the request. Surely somebody's made a potted plant mod. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's what I would have thought. But they say, he says he doesn't use mods, so... Um, oh, I see. Yeah, you want to, you want you to want bring the potted plant plants into in. The... Yeah, yeah. Are, are there any plants to it? There was another, another guy, uh, Broadax said, are there any plans for other decorative items? Are you planning uh, to expand that? Sort of I, mean, we, we, I mean, possibly, yeah. I mean, we, we have a huge, huge work list. And we refer to it as the master work list. Right. And we've been gradually ticking off, ticking off items over like three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and decorative items, I've got to say, has never been that high on that list. No, I, I <laughs> on, can imagine. On the list yeah. of the things that you could do in a prison building simulation. Yes, making um, it look pretty really isn't necessarily. But I do understand that though. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a reason why there are different floor tiles in there and stuff that, yeah. that have yeah. no difference other than the visuals. Yeah. No, and I mean, I think I think it was just people wanting wanting to be able to put like potted plants. Yeah, well, they want to they want to express their own uh, they want to express their own yeah. creative uh, ideals, don't they? Um, so, uh, next question was, um, <laughs> Blue Beetle uh, 1995, you've already made a load of money from the alpha sales. What keeps you from bagging the money and leaving the game as it is? I'm not a native English speaker, so if you ever ask this question, rephrase it a bit. But I thought, no, I'll leave it as it is. This is why user questions are great, isn't it? You never get these questions from, from journalists. Well, she does yeah. go on to say, I don't have anything against the devs, I'm just generally curious about the answer. I'll let you answer that one, mate. Yeah, that's fair. I would <laughs> no, no, it, it's well, partly that, partly because we want more people to play the game. But what did he say? A shit ton. Yeah. Or shit load. We want to make a ton. So we keep, <laughs> we keep, we'll just keep going. <laughs> a ton isn't enough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So, but you you are you are planning. I mean, although this is you did say this is the final alpha video you will be doing live today at EGS. Alpha video. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, it's the, the version yeah, it's one the video. Version one video. Yeah, we're planning to keep doing the monthly so, videos. Yeah, because they are awesome. They, they are. I mean, it, it has been such fun. Tears and it goes through the alpha. I, it's been great. Well, that, yeah, that's what we've sort of. This way of working has been really good for us. You know, in terms of knowing how many people are interested in the game rather than making it. An then seeing if there's a, a market for it and also we've been really astonished by how many people have enjoyed the update videos yeah you know, it's just just me and him you know just <laughs> yeah, just, just chatting but yeah. but but you sort of realize that there is like a little bit of a following people enjoy it and so in the future we're definitely going to carry on updating pa and and as introversion goes forward and we start uh, looking at whatever our next projects will be almost certainly they're going to be supported with like the same sort of monthly update um concepts and things with, with him and i just you know talking away <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully hey, being a little bit entertaining. I do a podcast show, which is basically me and a mate sat talking yeah, about, yeah. so, you know. It's a popular um, format, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it works really well. Uh, what made you choose the Early Access release? This is from Believing Steeds. Uh, what made you choose the Early Access release over traditional release method, and would you do it again? Yeah, well, we'd have answered that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, does having children change your perspective of the game content and gameplay? Not, I don't think the content and gameplay particularly. Um, it changes the, my perspective a little bit in terms of risk and and how to run a business. Because in the yes. in the early years, it didn't really matter. We had highs and lows, you know. And when it's just you, it's okay, you know. I'll, I'll just have to eat McDonald's or whatever, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then end up on pot noodle, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, whereas when you've got a family, you have to be a little bit more sensible and yeah. you know, child services frown on people. That's right. That's <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> just, just pot noodle, you know. They need to have some other other things as well. But no, not not content and gameplay. Um, I think uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think it's changed? No, the- I think like, no, it's absolutely. It's affected us, but not really the. the I mean, the, there's. The, it doesn't really affect the gameplay because it's not really part of the game, you know. Right, yeah. But from our point of view, it does make a difference 
to how you know i used to i used to work all hours at night so i used to start work at 9 p.m <laughs> you know and then work all the way through the night and that was my preferred time to work and i've gradually become more and more civilized until now i actually work normal working hours <laughs> you know on account of there being two kids running around yeah yeah um, and you have to because you just have to get work done but you also can't um can't never see your family <laughs> you know so but i think to be honest though me and mark both had kids at the same time as prison architect we had two kids each right. during prison architect's development right and i think actually it made us a lot more productive <laughs> which is like the complete opposite of what you think is going to happen well i'm up at six o'clock in the morning thanks to you so. <laughs> Basically, yeah. it forced us to be uh it forced us to be hyper productive yeah. that's what it is uh what's your experience of working with uh, steam steamworks versus microsoft and xbox <laughs> They're just trying to go. They're just trying to go. Not to answer that, it's going to get you in trouble. I mean, we've said everything that we're going to say about our um, our experience with with, with Microsoft and um, Darwinia Plus. It it didn't work out for us um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, Microsoft at that time. I mean, it's it's five years ago now. You know, it's old news. Um, The way their vision for Xbox Live Arcade in, in those days and their ability to deliver sales to a game that was flailing was way 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 beneath Valve's ability and Valve have always been much more responsive Um, I mean Valve approached us when we were launching the alpha Prior to early access, and, right? You know, we 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 thought we had a meeting with them, and we thought, oh no, Valve are going to make us do this, that, and the other, um, because that's how Valve have worked in the past. Yeah. And and we sat down with them, and they said, look, guys, we want you to do everything that you're doing on your site, the tiers, the price point, everything that you're doing, just on Steam. You know, because you you guys are doing it right, and that's the difference that. Valve are much more responsive to the market, I think. And Microsoft have just started releasing early access, haven't they? Just like a. Sure, they've been talking about it, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, Some it's, sort of early I mean, access equivalent on Xbox. You know, this is three years old, so, yeah. you, you know, it's. I mean, not to say that we would never work with Microsoft again, but just it, there's very different styles of working, you know, and for us, which is um, kind of quite rapid, quite fast, you know, we're quick prototype. I mean, we've been in early access for three years, so not, <laughs> not that fast. <laughs> but, but, um, you know that that couldn't have happened with with Microsoft. So you know our relationship with uh, with Valve was pretty critical actually to Introversion's success. Well, not pretty critical, critical to Introversion's success. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's really grown, and certainly over the last few years, generally as a as a way of getting um, smaller indie games out there, which is yeah. really, really fantastic. So uh, Nikki AFCA. How can prisoners always show up, read all developers, and my in-game character never ends up in my prison? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know the I, answer I, I to that. I have to say, I had noticed that, because I, I have a name in-game, and, ah. and I've, I've not seen myself. There are 20,000 names in the game now, yes, so yeah, the, yeah, the odds are quite low. I, 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 that's what I kind of thought. Yeah. But he's right, the developers do tend to show up a lot. <laughs> have, you, have you rigged it? I'm, I can't remember. I may have rigged it. If I, if I did, it was a long time ago. I have rigged, rigged it for, an alpha for the alpha video. Yes, I left quite, it rigged. Left it in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably. You can transfer yourself in, can't you, from the bio screen? If you've got uh, the names in the oh, game yeah, database, yeah, you can, can click do. on that yes, button that says transfer me into my prison yeah, so yeah. I can abuse me. Yeah, that is <laughs> I do true. that to Mark all the time. Yeah. Transfer him in. Solitary. Yeah. Um, in solitary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will there be any, any updates to the planning feature? Um, AK, will you be able to write text so you can remember what room you're planning That's to build there? Uh, yeah, possibly, um, yeah. Possibly, I quite like that idea. It's been on, that's been on our list for a little while, actually, being able to make little notes in your planning mode. Yeah, that would be quite useful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, that's that's the li- the list. Good of question. questions. Good. That's yeah, a I good. That's a good. I knew it would be worth like PMQs of Jeremy Corbyn, isn't it? The people have asked, you know, and, and we've done our best to answer. Yeah, yeah. So yes, those are the questions from the people off Reddit. Yeah, really. I just want to say I I absolutely love the game and I've been playing it for for well since very very early on. I'm not entirely sure how many years. So uh, so yes, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it develop more and more Great. stuff coming Great. out on it. It's um, really you actually fun. stand the chance I think of being literally the first journalist ever yeah. to complete the campaign. <laughs> really? first, no one else has. People are just getting the keys. They're only just really starting to play it. But because you've already played for hundreds of hours, yeah, you'll yeah. be able to get no, through the campaign was, in no time. Yeah, no, I, I don't think <laughs> no other journalist yet yeah. has mentioned anything beyond chapter two. Oh, really? No, yeah. I'm on chapter three. I've got. I, I, I've got to get. I would have, I would probably have finished it if I hadn't decided to play around with the escape mode yesterday, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then realised that I needed an easier yeah. prison to escape. Each, each, each prison takes longer than the last, so yeah. it gets harder and harder as yeah. you play. But yeah, well, you have fun then. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I am looking forward to it. Excellent. That, well, thanks to uh, to both of you, and uh, and I will, uh, I will hopefully enjoy a bit more of your game later. Are you when when are you on? You're on two o'clock this yeah, afternoon. Two o'clock. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A couple of hours. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you. I will go and yeah. see you then. <laughs> so that was the interview with uh, Chris and Mark from Prison Architect. I urge you to go out and get the game. You can, I think you can pick it up now still from Steam, but it comes out as version one officially. I think it's October 6th. Um, it'll be around that sort of time, but uh, go and look for it on Steam. You can go and get it. There are versions coming, I think, for, um, for iPad and that sort of stuff in the mm-hmm. future. So, uh, yeah, well worth looking up. It's a really fun little game. Now we have some air date updates. First air date we have, um, which is one that we were talking about earlier, but I just wanted to mention it again. Uh, Orphan Black Season 3 is is already up on the iPlayer. It is actually going out at some ludicrous hour on um, on BBC Three as well, but they've actually stuck the whole lot up onto the iPlayer, which is the first time they've done that. Um, so you can go on and watch it right now, uh, and it is all up there. Uh, and definitely go and look for it. How old are you, go by on. the way? The iPlayer. Who called it the iPlayer? <laughs> other than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> calling it the iPlayer. <laughs> I'm just here sitting here snickering to myself. <laughs> you go. It's the iPlayer. <laughs> Sorry. It is the iPlayer. <laughs> Shut up. Your leg. Your leg. <laughs> yeah, so it's on BBC iPlayer. <laughs> We're going to be proper about it. <laughs> Uh, so that's that is up there now. If you uh, want to go watch it, um, Forgotten, which is a new show starring Nicola Walker from Spooks, uh, it's coming to ITV. That's on the eighth of October at nine pm. Uh, it's a sort of cold case murder mystery thing, where you know the sort of thing that ITV do hundreds of them, but do them quite well. So you know, The Flash is returning. Uh, as as we all suspected, but we've actually got a date for it now. It's Ooh. the 13th of October at 8pm, um, and that's back for its second season. I'm really looking forward to, to this coming back. Yeah. There's, there's been lots of videos and stuff around for this. Have you have you seen much of the, the uh, preview stuff? Yeah, I've seen a couple of the, the preview uh, trailers and stuff, so very excited about this. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the um, how they mix the worlds together, and you know, you've got more versions of Flash, and uh, you know, so I'm I'm that I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. That is going to be immediately followed on the 13th by uh, Carl Pilkington, The Moaning Life Two. That's Carl back again doing his usual sort of uh, well, same thing that he always does, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and moan, and that's on at nine o'clock. So that'll be on straight after Flash. Um, um, Arrow has switched nights. That's coming on the 14th of October. So that, I think, is a Wednesday rather than a Thursday when it used to air. Uh, that's coming the 14th at 8 p.m. I'm also really looking forward to that coming back. I, uh, I'm i be interesting to see. They've said it's going to be a lighter series, this series. So hopefully he doesn't have a, have that kind of crisis of being a superhero halfway yeah, through. again. <laughs> yes, hopefully not. But we'll, we'll see. I am looking forward to that coming back as well. This was an interesting one. Uh, Mr. Robot, which is uh, a show which we've talked about a couple of times on here. Um, it um, stars Rami Malik, uh, who was in Night of the Museum, was in the Pacific. He's a young hacker and technical expert, security expert. And Christian Slater as Mr. Robot, uh, who is a, a digital anarchist um, and he recruits him into a hacker group. Uh, it's already been renewed for a second season. It's been getting great ratings uh, in the US. It's coming to Amazon Prime on the 16th of October. Mm. So sorry for waiting for it to come to a normal TV channel because <laughs> it's, it's not going to be coming to Amazon Prime. Amazon's got some really good stuff coming up on yeah. it actually. Really ramped up the programming things. I, I quite happily sit and watch um, Amazon quite a lot now. I've probably used that more than my Netflix account recently. Okay. So it's it's worth um, investing in if you've got if you're looking for for more TV stuff. The Muppets, uh, the the new version of this Muppet show, which shows more of their personal lives, uh, which has been promoted all over the place. Mm. Uh, that started on the 19th of October at 8 p.m. on Sky One. I, I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah. Just, I, it's sort of a cross between the Muppets and, and The Office in some respects, but, things, but, but I, uh, I'm quite looking forward to that. It seems really feel fun. Fargo Season 2, that's uh, inspired by the movie again, but uh, completely separate or relatively separate from the first one. That's coming to Channel 4 on the 19th of October. Uh, that'll be 9 or 10 p.m., I think. Uh, we haven't got an exact time for it yet. Uh, did you see Season 1 of Fargo? We got halfway through it. Um... I'm just a bit like, what are we watching? So, <laughs> like, Martin Freeman just freaks out now and again, and this is Martin Freeman, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is in the first season, yeah. Um, we did quite enjoy it, and then I think we got distracted by something else. Yeah. Um, it's worth going back to, it's a good show, but the the second season I'm, I'm quite looking forward to, because the first season I thought was really good. So, yes, I'm looking forward to that coming back. Uh, 19th of October on Channel 4 for that. Screen Queens, which a number of people have been asked about, which is um, Ryan Murphy of American Horror Story and Glee. It's mm. his new show about a sort of a horror thing set in a sorority house. It's been getting kind of mixed ratings in the US, but E4 have picked that up, uh, due to come out in the autumn at some point, but we don't oh. know exactly yet uh, but that, that could be one to watch out for the original French version of The Returned Returns that's to more four in October no exact date for that yet oh yeah that's true actually it was on E4 I think it's now moved to more four so you need to watch out for a different channel for that uh, but that's the original French version not any of the hundreds of remakes that yeah. the, the just types that have been out there 
Longmire, uh, season four, returning to TCM. That's on first of November at eight pm. Um, that was I spoke to the author of the uh, of Longmire. The, the original books is based off. I had there's you'll have to go back a bit in the in the podcast to find it, but there is an interview up there on the on the website with uh, with him. It was a very lovely bloke. Um, wore, wore a um, cowboy hat and had a big beard. <laughs> <laughs> very lovely man. It's sort of what you'd expect for somebody who writes books like Longmire. Uh, so there's that. There's uh, Grimm Season 5 that's back on watch on the 3rd of November, quite a lot earlier than we thought it was going to be. Uh, 3rd of November at 9pm, that's coming back. Um, have you been watching any of those? I need to. I don't know where I got up to. I think I finished Season 3, I think. Okay. So I've got it's Season got a... 4 to catch up, I think. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. here on Netflix. Netflix, isn't it? I think I think it's on Netflix and Amazon actually. I might have to have, to have a look because I really it's like it's like an updated Buffy, isn't it? It's yes, like yeah. it's a it's a same bit of fun, tongue, tongue in cheek and yeah yeah same sort of people behind it because um, it's David Greenbolt and I can't remember the other guy's name but uh, yeah who are our Buffy alumni um, people uh-huh. so. Uh, so yes, that's why I think Jay Metstein's involved in it as well. Who again was he's a Buffy and Angel alumni person. Yeah. So it's, it's there's quite a few of them around these days. But then that was very much um, those guys behind it. So uh, so that, if you're a Buffy and Angel fan, it's, it's definitely one worth yeah. looking up. Yes. Next up, uh, Black Mirror season three. So this is a new season of Black Mirror. Is is coming possibly to Netflix next year? Now I say possibly, it is definitely coming to Netflix year, next year um, because they've done a deal to uh, sell it around the world on Netflix. Mm. So around the world is going on Netflix. There's a slight question mark of who will air it in the UK though, because ironically, given that it's a UK show written by Charlie Brooker, the problem is that Channel Four. Um, have first refusal rights, apparently, to air it on the show. It's part of the contract. And it's not been made entirely clear whether um, Channel 4 have completely walked away from it because they'd have to do that um, for Netflix to be able to air it in the UK and said, no, it's fine, you air it. Mm. Or Netflix have done a deal with them, or Channel 4 will still air it, but I imagine if Netflix are funding, I don't know, it's difficult, because if Netflix are funding it, they may have, have just sort of given them a bunch of money and said, okay, well, this is for the international rights, not the UK rights. Yeah. Um, but it, it is Netflix that are, are funding it as a Netflix original series, so I, I don't know um, at the moment. It's, it's still a bit of a question mark over whether it'll go out on Channel 4 over here or whether yeah. it'll go out direct. Netflix. I imagine it will be on Netflix, but it's whether it, whether it has to go out on Channel Four first. Um, I mean, I imagine Channel Four will still have to buy it, so you could just try and sell it to Channel Four for an exorbitant amount of money and, and just price them out, I guess. Because uh, I'm assuming the show is still owned by Charlie Brooker's company. Yeah. So you could just say, okay, we'll pay us three million an episode, and you can have it. Yeah. And then they go, no, we're not paying that. So they go, fine. <laughs> and they'll sell it back. <laughs> Just let Netflix run it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Castle, um, which is Nathan Fillion's awesome uh, show, is, is back for its eighth season. That will be on Alibi. And they've said, according to their Twitter feed, it's coming in January. That's moved around a bit um, for the last few seasons. Mm. It was, uh, it, it used to air around March. And then they moved it to January. Yeah. Um, 
last year and then this year it got bumped like until May and they've they've now said that it's going to be back in January so yeah. yay um, so I'm looking forward to that coming back as well because the current season is still running so it means there won't be a huge gap between the two and as we kind of all knew uh, was going to happen Better Call Saul season 2 will be coming back to Netflix some point in the early 2016 it will be running very shortly after the US but we don't know exactly when it's airing in the US yet so yeah it should be hopefully it'll be next day if they've got any sense it will be yeah. but but we'll, we'll see but uh, yeah that's sort of confirming kind of what we already knew but that's that's back so those are all the air date updates a uh, few things coming up on tv because we're starting to hit the new tv season so uh we've got uh middle season six part three coming to comedy central on 29th of september at 9 p.m there's undateable which is a comedy about 30 somethings having difficulty making commitments coming to comedy central at uh, 9 30 that's straight after the middle the csi two-hour finale is coming on the 29th of september at 10 p.m lot of things on the 29th yeah. um uh, Daily Show with Trevor Noah the new season of that starts on the 29th at 11pm so that's your evening on the 29th of September <laughs> that's tomorrow night sorted 30th we've got uh, You, Me and the Apocalypse which is this show that's been trailered absolutely everywhere yeah. um, starring Rob Lowe um, Megan Mullaney Jenny Fish uh, uh, and Matthew Banton who's the it seems to be the, uh, the weirdly kind of English relatively English cast and then Rob Lowe thrown in as well <laughs> yeah. um, that's coming to Sky One at, on the 30th of September at 9pm Once Upon a Time is back on Netflix for its fifth season. That's on the 30th of September as well. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to that back. I don't know whether you, you ever watched any of those. Uh, first season, um, and then we gave up. Um, we <laughs> loved it up until about halfway through the first season, but the seasons are really long, and it kind of just... Yeah. It's like 24 episodes, 23 episodes a season they are, and it it, it, it is a bit kind of trudging through it a bit so um, but yeah it it was good last season was good yeah. I thought um, and uh, last season they introduced Elsa from Frozen yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's, it's good they're kind of folding more and more Disney stuff in at some point a Stormtrooper is going to show up I'm fairly <laughs> sure that would be quite good um so yes, that's on the 30th of September. I think that's yeah, uh, yeah, day after the US. That's coming apparently. Have I got news for you? Back for its 50th season on the 2nd of October. I believe the first episode is going to have Jeremy Clarkson in it. So if you don't watch the rest of them, that's fine. But I should suggest you watch the first one because <laughs> that will be quite funny. First time you're on BBC since getting booted off Tom Gear. Mm. That is. <laughs> so that should be quite no it won't be funny necessarily because Jeremy's funny it'll be funny to watch the other two tear strips off <laughs> yeah yeah Mike and Molly season 5 part 2 that's back on Comedy Central on the 3rd of October at 9.30 from Darkness season 1 uh, Anne-Marie Duff stars as a police officer having moved from Greater Manchester to the Western Isles finds her past catching up with her um, sounds like your sort of standard BBC um, show like hop show yeah. uh, that's 4th of October at 9pm uh, second season of The Leftovers coming to Sky Atlantic on 5th of October at 10pm I kind of got halfway through the first season of that and it's so depressing I yeah. up telling it's you. Bit, yeah I really I struggled with that really Lewis season 9 um, 
I've got to have made more episodes now than the original <laughs> Expanse of Force. Uh, that's season nine, uh, 6th of October at 9pm, that's on. Battle Creek, which is a show coming to uh, Universal Channel, that's 6th of October at 10pm, stars Joss Dunelm. I think that only ran for one season. It's it's based off an old script from the guy behind Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. I believe. So it might be worth watching just as a matter of interest, but uh, uh, we'll see. It only ran for one season, that. So, um, yeah, if you're a completist and like Breaking Bad, it might be worth seeing. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, CSI Cyber is on on 6th of October at 10pm on Channel 5. Uh, that starts up. And what else we got? Empire. The last one. Empire Season 2 starts 6th of October at 9pm oh, on E4. So that's coming back very, very soon. I'm I'm really looking forward to that coming back. Yeah. Because that was such good fun. And that's everything for this week. So I, there's there's a lot of new shows. You can tell we're coming back into a, a new season. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, we shall be back next week um, with uh, I I don't know I don't know if you maybe Chris maybe somebody else maybe Ross maybe uh, may, maybe Amanda I don't know we'll see. If you want to get in touch with us throughout the week, uh, you can go to the website at geekcan.co.uk to see all the latest air dating info. If you want to email us directly, you can reach us at podcast at geekcan. .co.uk. Uh, you can leave a message on the website post or find us on at Geek Town on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geek Town. That's everything. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 